Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Uh, wherever you are tuning in the world today, tuning into A Voice from the Ever Change, uh, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for joining me. Um, so, uh, this is episode 27, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and so, what I'm doing here, uh, if you're just joining in for the first episode, for the first time, I'm offering a guided meditation. And then I read a poem and a commentary from my latest book entitled A Voice from the Ever Change. And this is really my way of hoping to contribute or uh, raise the energy or offer some relief uh, to, the, uh, to the world climate, the environment of the world, the energy of the world right now is, I understand there's a lot of suffering, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of struggle in the world right now. So this is my offering to try to alleviate some of that. You might find it entertaining or you might find it enlightening. Um, and uh, hopefully I don't offend anyone. <laughs> so, so here I'll be guiding a meditation into silence. And we'll rest in that silence just for a few moments. And then in the silence of meditation, I'll uh, offer a poem from my latest book. And then after that poem, offer a commentary. And so the idea here is to allow the words of the poem and commentary uh, to guide your awareness, to bring your awareness wherever your awareness may want to go. There's no wrong or right about how you follow the guided meditation, but just really allowing the words to land into your mind, into your heart, and guide you along your meditation practice. Now, if anyone here uh, would like a copy, a PDF copy of the book, A Voice from the Ever Change, I am sending those out for free uh, to anyone tuning in to the video series. So uh, message me your email address and I'm happy to send out a PDF uh, copy of the book. So if you'd like to read along or perhaps uh, you wanna go back through the episodes, they're all on my YouTube channel, they're all on my website, uh, www.suchsweetthunder.org. Uh, so you can go through and, and if you'd like to read along uh, with any of the back episodes, uh, you're welcome to do that and you have complete access to all of that and that's all for free. Okay, I think that's all I want to say. If you are reading along, this is the second poem of the fourth chapter, the chapter on impermanence. So here we go, enjoy. So allowing the body, mind, and heart to rest. Just coming into this present moment experience. Noticing the breath as it enters the nose and leaves the nose. You might notice a cool or a dry sensation arising from the nose. 
Perhaps noticing you're breathing in more air through one nostril over the other, or the temperature might be slightly different in one nostril over the other. And allowing awareness to expand to include the back of the throat, noticing the breath as it touches the back of the throat. Perhaps just noticing the temperature changing from cooler to warmer at the back of the throat. And allowing awareness to expand again to include the rib cage expanding and contracting with each breath. There might be sensations of clothing moving to adjust with the rising and falling of the shoulders, chest, and abdomen as you inhale and exhale. And perhaps also noticing the back moving out as you breathe in and in as you breathe out. You might also notice the body straightening up slightly on the in-breath and leaning forward slightly on the out-breath. And so we'll rest right there just for a few moments, maintaining awareness on the sensations of the breath, from the nose, the back of the throat, the chest and shoulders and back, and abdomen, and any other sensations that you might notice arising as a result of the breathing process. And just rest. And if at any time during the meditation you become distracted by your thoughts, you can label those thoughts thinking, which will allow the thoughts to dissolve, and you can gently return back to the present moment. And while resting attention on the experience of the breath, from the nose to the abdomen, the abdomen to the nose. Allow awareness to expand again, to include sensations of clothing against the shoulders. Noticing the arms against the body, the hands resting against the body or touching each other. You might also notice sensations of clothing against the back, the weight of the body against the cushion, chair, mat, or floor. There might be sensations of clothing against the legs, the feet against the mat or the floor. You might also notice sensations arising from the back of the neck, the back of the head, 
There might be sensations arising from the ears, the cheeks of the face. Noticing any sensations arising from the lips, the nose, the eyes and the forehead. Noticing any sensations arising from the top of the head. And so we'll rest right there just for a few moments, maintaining even awareness on the sensations of the breath from the nose to the abdomen, the abdomen to the nose, and sensations arising throughout the body from the top of the head to the bottoms of the feet. And just rest, breathing in and breathing out. And if you become distracted by your thoughts at any time during the meditation, you can label those thoughts thinking, which will help the thoughts to go and gently return back to the present moment experience. And now while resting in the breath, the body, allow awareness to expand again to include any sounds which might be available during this present moment experience. There might be the sound of people talking nearby or perhaps a television playing, there might be a neighbor playing music. Perhaps you can hear the sound of cars passing by or the sound of a fan or air conditioning or a heater. Not focusing on any one sound in particular, but resting in the entire field of sounds. Noticing all of the sounds all at the same time. as if we were listening to the soundtrack of the present moment. Each sound finding its perfect place in the rhythm of the present moment. And in addition to the sounds, paying close attention to the quality of still silence within the sense of hearing. There is always a backdrop of silent space within the present moment. And so we'll rest right there, maintaining open, spacious awareness 
on the silence and sound, sensations of body and breath, and just rest, breathing in and breathing out. The poem. Night moves into day, seedlings into flowers, acorns turn into oaks, each moment a new beginning, each moment an ending. Rest in the ever change. Each sensation arises and fades. Each emotion born will die. Each thought gives way to the next. Where is there not a transition? Rest in the ever change. The Commentary When exactly does night become day? Is it when the sun rises above the horizon? Perhaps when the darkness of the night sky gives way to sunlight? Or is it when the morning's birdsong's melodious swoops begin cutting across the night sky? Is it when the rush hour traffic begins or when the morning radio show first crackles on the airwaves, relieving the overnight DJ of their nocturnal duties? Is it when the clock strikes 12.01 a.m.? And by the same token, can we locate the exact point at which the seedling becomes the flower? Acorns become oaks? No. Why? Because all of these boundaries and borders are simply labels and conventions of the human language. These labels are mere agreements between humans which serve the purpose of delineating where a perceived something ends and another something starts we somehow have mistakenly come to believe that these labels and borders are sewn into the very fabric of reality itself, not recognizing that these labels are projections of the human consciousness, which have been cast upon the very texture of our experience. We cannot tell where the river becomes the ocean any more than we can notice where I became a man or 
where the adolescent girl became the woman, when the kitten became the cat, or the puppy became the dog. If we could see nature as it truly unfolds, we would see that there are no clear defining lines. The line between the oak and the acorn blurs together into one single miraculous process. The movement from boy to man is but one motion. The night turning into day, weeks into months, months into years are all but one single event. It is due to this curious, mysterious gift of human thought that we are able to distinguish the various aspects of change into distinct, separate events. We then imagine these aspects to actually be separate occurrences and events, each with their own intrinsic nature and value. We label the tree as a tree, and it looks, feels, and smells just as it did yesterday. The word tree itself is a static and fixed entity existing only within the verbal component of the human mind. However, the actual physical tree itself is a process of becoming, but we've attached this fixed static label to it. We mistake the solidity and fixed nature of the label to be the actual reality of the tree itself. This process takes a world of vibrant, energized change and creates a stagnant reality fixed with dead, lifeless objects and motionless events. This phenomenon gives us our current experience of time. One fixed and solid event with a seemingly intrinsic beginning and ending leading to the next fixed and solid event with similar beginnings and similar endings. One door closes and another opens. We fail to see that the doors which open and close are in our own imagination and that they themselves have no intrinsic reality. We somehow overlook seeing into the events which we experience and how they influence and in many ways dictate how the, folding experience, how the following experiences will unfold. Which is really just another way of saying that all experiences are simply aspects of this one same event. The event of just this. The event of this ever-changing right now. Yes, the landscape to the present moment changes as we move about the day, but it all occurs within the same now. The idea that experiences end and begin, which lead to other separate experiences, is one of the many hidden illusions of our current worldview, which meditation may eventually help us break free from. In reality, there is no separate event which is set apart from other events. Each event, each occurrence, each experience, 
Each thought, each feeling, and each emotion will in some way influence, change, affect, and move every other event, past or future, irrespective of time. Therefore, each and every experience can be seen as simply different features of one single event. The same one single occurrence, the only one single experience of just this, just now. Quite simply, this is the experience of life. And you and I are that experience. You and I are not separate from, but an intrinsic part of the experience of life itself. If you did not exist, this life would not exist. Where would this experience of life arise if you did not exist? Which is another way of saying that you and life are intrinsically entwined aspects of the same single event, the same ever-changing experiential flow of events called life. When we allow the thinking mind to rest deeply, we relax. We relax the habitual labeling and incessant map-making of the mind. When that resting happens, we become free from the labels and allow the time-bound experiences to be released back into the timeless stream and flow of ever-changing life itself. In seeing this process during a meditation practice, we can recognize how the labeling, boundary-making, bordering off, and marking experiences creates the prison of time-bound awareness. There is nothing, nor will there ever be anything, which exists as a separate, single, standalone entity, including ourself. Everything is in connection with everything else through a constant state of transition and change, a constant state of flow and flux, a constant state of journey with no arrival, ever becoming and always unfolding. Resting in this ever-changing field of experience, one can and does taste complete, utter freedom.
So I hope you enjoyed uh, today's guided meditation, uh, including the poem and the commentary there. Uh, again, the poem and the commentary is really designed uh, to be a part of the guided meditation, to bring uh, your meditation to a deeper place. And most episodes, I, I generally just like to talk a bit, kind of improvise uh, a little bit of a, a Dharma talk, usually pertaining to uh, the, the uh, current world events of the coronavirus and so forth. Not always. <laughs> uh, so this is off script. I'm not reading or, or, or anything here. I'm just talking from my heart to yours. And so the poem here, the commentary, uh, really what I was getting at here is this letting go of the verbal mind. There is the world, there is our experience out there. And then there are the words, the labels that we put on top of that experience. Now for, for most people, I think for the majority of people, that arises together as one experience. The world, we say, for example, we walk into a park and immediately, particularly if we've never been in this park before, we start labeling it. You know, roses, uh, flowers, hill, green grass, nice lake, uh, people wearing sunglasses. And we start labeling it and mapping it out with our mind and with our eyes. And it happens so fast and so instinctually that we don't even recognize that it's two processes. We just think we, we go into the experience and those labels are there. As I was saying in the, in the commentary, it seems those labels are sewn into the very fabric of our experience, but they're not. In fact, the human consciousness is the only consciousness that we're aware of anyway, that does this. In reality, none of those labels are there on the world. And the uh, downside, or, or one of the, um, at least from the perspective that I adhere to, uh, one of the uh, detriments of that instinctual habit is that it takes the life out of our experience of the world. And as I was saying in the commentary there, we see a tree and we label a tree. We no longer experience the tree as a vibrant, ever-changing life force. We see the ocean and we say, oh, that's the Pacific Ocean, how big it is, how vast. And then we turn away and we go on to a, another conversation or go on to our phone or whatever. And we never actually just look and be in the present moment with that experience of the ocean. We never experience the majesty, the vibration, the suchness of the world because we're covering it up with that map, covering it up with those labels. So one really great way of, of dropping this habit is to go to a park or to go to nature, any nature 
and if you're practicing social distancing right now, and I hope you are, uh, find a park that's, well, open and find a park that uh, there aren't many people around. At least you can keep your two meters distance. Uh, but if you can't go outside, if you're in a city and you, you have no access to do this, you, you can do this even just with your breath. That's what we do in meditation. So you, you actually are in the experience of breathing. You, you, ent you allow the breath to enter your nose. You don't breathe in any forced or controlled way. And you don't label it. You don't say, oh, that was a cool breath. That was a shallow breath. That was a long breath. That was a deep breath. Just allow the breath to be felt. Allow the sensations to be there without any labels. When you can feel that, then you can go to the back of the throat, do the same thing. Just feel the breath without labeling it anything, without saying it is this, it is that, it is not this, it is not that. Just feel the experience. Going to the rising and falling of the chest, the rib cage expanding and contracting, just feeling it, not labeling it. And if you do that, even if you can just do it at the breath and the nose, you'll notice there's an expansive, qualitative difference in the experience. And that's it. So if you go to the nose and you feel the breath entering the nose and you label it something, you say, oh, that's a, that breath was cool and a little bit moist and maybe, you know, the temperature is slightly different, whatever. You're not, you're there you're not feeling it. You might be feeling it, but not quite as deeply as if you allow the mind to rest and just be in the experience of the breath. Another great way to test this, and this might be a little bit painful, but uh, it's a great test, is to go to the freezer, if you have a freezer that makes ice, and pick up an ice cube with your two fingers. And then think to yourself how cold it is. Oh, wow, that's really cold, that kind of hurts and it's painful. When, you, when you're labeling the experience, you're not feeling the, the sensations, you're not feeling the suchness of life quite as vividly. And when, if you can allow your mind to rest into the experience, you'll notice how much more vivid the coldness of the ice cube is. It actually hurts more, but it bothers you less because there's no struggle to the present moment. All of the struggle that arises in any situation, struggle arises in the mind. It arises in our thoughts. If you're really allowing the mind to rest, there's no sense of struggle. There can be pain, but there's no sense of struggle. That might be another talk for another time. <laughs> And on that note, if there are any questions or comments, do uh, send them along to Messenger. I've gotten several already, uh, but it's great. I love to get questions. I love the one-on-one -on -one, uh, question answer type, type setting. So if you have any questions, send them along. I'll be doing a Q&A at least one a week. It's scheduled for Sunday right now, but I might do one in the midweek too, depending on how many questions I get. Uh, so feel free, and also if you'd like a copy, a PDF of A Voice from the Ever Change, my new book, 
send me your email address and I'll send that along to you so you can read. Um, each of these episodes are standalone episodes, by the way, so don't feel like you have to go back to number one and go all the way through 26 or 27 episodes to, to watch the next one. Uh, you can come in and out. They're all uh, standalone and they're all um, uh, in that way. You can just do one or two or, and then join two weeks later uh, and so forth. I'll be here until uh, this crisis, this world crisis is over. Uh, it's just my way of trying to contribute uh, to the environment of the world. I always well, often li like to say my thank yous to other people who are doing similar things. I see lots of yoga offered uh, coming in from people's living rooms over Facebook Live and over Instagram. I see lots of meditation practices, so thank you for doing that. Uh, lots of people offering um, workout sessions people are offering uh, dance classes and just silly dances. They're offering cat videos, which I love, and uh, all the rest. So thank you so much for those offerings uh, to help, again, raise the energy, raise the vibrations uh, through this medium. And if you're not offering anything, don't feel bad, don't feel guilty. Uh, we need people viewing as much as we need people uh, offering. You can't have one without the other. So we need an audience. So if you're just here as an audience, thank you for that too. Thank you for joining. And I will be back tomorrow at the same time uh, doing what I do. <laughs> Thanks again. We'll see you then.